The Golden West Radio Network presents Crisis. Just south of Sunset Boulevard on Gower Street in Hollywood, California, there is a bar called Tony's. Like its clientele, Tony's Bar has seen better days. Tony, whoever he may have been, was influenced by the Art Deco designs of the 1930s when he planned his little lounge. Glass brick curves into the front door from the sidewalk. Behind the glass brick is a blue neon tube. When it works, in the round porthole windows are other neon signs that say Coors and Pabst Blue Ribbon. But this much can be said for Tony's. Although its neighboring storefronts now boast of massage parlors and karate studios, Tony's continues to live in the past. And so do most of its regulars. Movie folks whose names have faded from the screen. Writers, bit players, electricians, grips, costumers, even an old ex-agent. They keep Tony's alive. And in a way, Tony's keeps them alive. One of the regulars is a one-time theatrical agent named Irving Caesar. And this is his story. Crazy, you say? Outrageous? Impossible? Well, you decide. Irving will be right back to tell you his story tonight on Crisis. And now, back to Tony's and Irving and the bartender. Well, what do you say, Irv? Hi. Missed the past few weeks. Yeah. You been away? Yeah, kind of. Have you been sick? Why, do I look sick? Well, you do look a little pale. Allie, after what I've been through, you wouldn't believe it. Let me have a beer. Sure. Everyone's been asking about you. Yeah, especially my creditors, huh? No, the old gang. Morris Colbert said he thought he saw you over at NBC in Burbank a few days ago. Here's your beer. Yeah, he probably did. Irv, you know your hand's shaking. Yeah, I know. Uh, you okay? You want to know what's happened to me? I'll tell you. Only I'm going to tell you out front. You're not going to believe it. Two weeks ago, I think it was on a Monday night, I'm up in the apartment cooking supper and I get this phone call. That's from a girl. She says her name's Lee Lorimer. Says she's got a message for me from a client. Wants to come over and talk to me. Well, at my age, you don't turn anything down. So about half past nine, I get this knock on my door and in comes this doll. Man, she's about 25, long black hair, jeans... Leather, beads, thongs. You get the same? I mean, a very with the type, but not too phony. And she comes right to the point. So you're Irving Caesar. The name means something to you? Well, not to me, actually, but to my client. He thinks quite a lot of you. Well, that's nice to know. I've been retired now for going on ten years. Listen, uh, what's the deal? My client needs an agent. Well, I don't represent anyone anymore, honey. I know, you're retired, but he thinks, uh... He thinks you'll be glad to help him. Honey, I'll tell you the truth. If it's some guy trying to break into the business today, you give him some good advice. Tell him to get himself... Oh, he's not a newcomer to show business, Mr. Caesar. I guess he's a real veteran. Who is this client of yours? Al Jolson. Come on, what's the gag? No gag. What are you giving me? Al Jolson's been dead for 25 years. 26, I believe. I think he said he died in 1950. I really don't remember. I wasn't around. He said... Hey, what is this? I'm a psychic. A spirit medium. Uh... And every night for the last week or so, Mr. Jolson has been coming through to me. He's very persistent and he insisted I get in touch with you. 
He said you knew him very well. Well, of course I knew Al Jolson. Jolie and me were very good friends. That's one reason I don't appreciate your coming up here with this cockamamie routine. He expected you to react this way. He doesn't blame you in the least. But he's ready to reveal himself to you in person, if you'll agree. Agree to what? Mr. Caesar, I have a special gift. I can help spirit beings to materialize, and I can hold them very vividly. Only one other person can do that. She's a Russian living in Leningrad. Agree to what? What am I supposed to agree to? He'll have to tell you himself. Well, I argue with the kid until I'm blue in the face, but she don't change her story. Now, I'm just like the next guy. I don't believe in ghosts or spirits or any of that jazz. But I have to admit I'm curious. So I let her talk me into going over to her place. This chick does all right, let me tell you. Drives a Mercedes Roadster. She lives up on Mulholland Drive in the house that Janet Gaynor built. Well, we go inside and she's got one room fixed up kind of like an oriental pad. Tapestry and bamboo and incense and like that. Just sit down anywhere. Over there is fine. Uh, uh, where are you going to be? Here, in this chair. And what do I have to do? Nothing. And you go into a trance, right? That's right. Actually, with Mr. Jolson, it's very easy. He's very domineering. I can feel his presence already. Oh, boy. Yes. He's been waiting for us. Oh, lady, you're giving me goosebumps. Hey, why'd you do that? So you can see him better. Don't be afraid. All right, Mr. Jolson. The only lights in the room are a couple of red Japanese lanterns in the far corner. Why, I can tell you what few hairs I got were standing at attention. And all of a sudden, there was a stirring in the air right in front of me, between the girl and me. And then a sort of a blue haze, like a fog. And then, then saw help me. Just hold on, Irving, old man. I'm, I'm coming. Here we come. How am I doing? Well, well, don't just sit there. Say something. Jolie, is it you? Well, it, it ain't Larry Parks. Uh, I, I can see you. Yeah, little Lee is the best there is. And, and what a dish, huh? Oh, God, Jolie. You don't know what it does to me it's to see you after all these years. It is you, isn't it? Listen, I'm going to prove it to you. Remember Crosby's birthday party at his old place before it burned down? Yeah. And remember those... Two little cuties we took for a walk out by the swimming pool. Do you remember? <laughs> oh, I hadn't thought of that in years. It has to be you. It has to be you. It has to be you. How are you, Al? What, what's it like? It's good. It's good. Listen, nothing to be afraid of. Listen, if it's good for me, for a nice boy like you, it's going to be heaven. But now listen, you got to do something for me. Anything, Al. I don't know if you can understand this, sir, but... Some of us can't break all our ties with mortal life. What I mean is, I lived a long time and I sang a lot of songs, but I never got tired of hearing that applause. I want to do one more show. Just one more. But how? Thanks to this little lady here. She can bring me in loud and clear and full of color, right? Well, I want you to fix it up for me to go on Johnny Carson. Hell, you got to be kidding. Not me, buddy boy. Listen, I crossed over in 1950. Before they had the cable, before color, before they had satellites. Why, if I was to do just one number now on the Carson show, they'd show it around the world. 
It'll be a great big deal to me, Irving. Can you fix it up? Well, I, I, I don't know. I don't have any contacts anymore. Listen to me. All you gotta do is tell whoever books the Carson show that you can deliver Al Jolson, the real Al Jolson, the jazz singer, on his stage in person. This has got to be the greatest act in the history of showbiz. Oh, I don't want to burn her out. A little lady's getting tired. You do it, Irv. I'm counting on you. Do it or I'm going to haunt you. <laughs> oh, Al. Jolie. Al. He's gone. Hey, Miss Larmer. Miss Larmer, you all right? Just a minute. I'll be all right. <sighs> there. He is a very demanding person. Oh, that's Jolie, all right. Boy, when he wanted something, man, he wanted it right now. Well, can you do what he asked? I don't know. Listen, are you sure you can bring him back again? Yes. Well, how do you do it? It's hard to explain. Well, it's like... It's like everyone who ever lived in the world has a, a connection on a big switchboard, see? Yeah. And I can sort of... Plug in to their spirits. What you saw tonight was Mr. Jolson's spirit body. Well, it looked just like him. It was him. People are made up of physical and spiritual bodies. When we die, we lose our physical form, and the spirit form takes over. Oh, wow. Don't tell me anymore. Well, I've got to let this sink in. I'm afraid I'm too exhausted to talk much more tonight anyway, Mr. Caesar. I'll call you a taxi. If you don't mind, I'm going to get some sleep. Well, that night, I didn't get a minute's sleep. I kept turning over in my mind. I got a hold of maybe the greatest act in history. Me, Irving Caesar, retired agent. But how do I convince Johnny Carson I'm not a crazy man? Well, the next morning, I put on my most sincere suit, and I head for Burbank. This was a bad mistake. I spent the whole day in one waiting room after another. Nobody remembered Irving Caesar. Not even some of the people who were working there because of me. Nobody gave me a tumble. Finally, the NBC receptionist gives me the name of one of the talent coordinators who might be able to fit me in for a few minutes, a lady named Shirley Stone. I expect to be thrown out of my ear, but it turns out she's willing to listen. So I give it to her. Now, let's see if I understand this. You are a psychic. No, I'm not. It's this gal, Lee Lorimer. Oh, She's the one who can get the spirit of Al Jolson to appear on the Carson Show. I know it sounds crazy, but I'm telling you, last night I saw and spoke with Al Jolson. You do know who Al Jolson was? Certainly. Well, he wants to make one comeback appearance, and because we were good friends when he was alive, he asked me to try to set it up. We always audition all our acts, you know, Mr. Caesar. Unless they're interview only, then we do like to have a conference with the writers. Uh, I don't know if I could get them for a conference. Why don't you leave me your card, and if we can put something together, I'll call you. Nah, nah, nah. Listen, I've been an agent 42 years before I retired, and I know a brush off when I hear it. Look, you think I'm a crackpot? Okay, suppose I am. But just suppose I'm not. Just suppose there is a way to present the spirit of Al Jolson on nationwide television... And suppose it goes on the Tom What's-His-Name show, or uh, Merv Griffin, when you could have had it on the Carson show. Mr. Caesar, I'm not the only one who decides on guests. Johnny has to approve of them, of course. I'll try to get word to him, and if he wants me to pursue it, I'll call you, all right? All right. Here's where you can reach me.
We'll return to the incredible narration of Irving Caesar in a minute. Now, back to tonight's story. Well, two days go by after I went to NBC, and finally, Friday morning, I get a phone call from Miss Stone. She says Carson is intrigued by the idea, but wants to make sure it pays off. I got to get Lee Lorimer to make Jolson appear in a rehearsal hall the following Monday morning. I get in touch with Lee, and she's willing to try it. So Monday morning, she and I and Miss Stone and another guy from the network are sitting in this big barn of a rehearsal studio. Introductions are made all around, and this network guy keeps looking nervously at his watch. And Miss Stone, she's all no-nonsense this morning. All right, Miss Lorimer, if you'll start whatever it is you do, please. I'm trying. I think I... I'm coming. Here he is. I'm coming, for my head is bending low. Hey there, ladies and gents, stick around, because you ain't heard nothing yet. Good grief. Well, I see my old friend Irving Caesar here, and lovely Lee Lorimer, but I haven't had the pleasure of you other folks. Jolie, this is Shirley Stone of the Johnny Carson Show. Oh, pleased to meet you, Shirley. Too bad you weren't around 30 years ago. It looks like... It sounds like him. I can't quite make out his face. Irving, tell you what. See that piano over there? Let's give him a little swanee and see. Go on, you'll remember how it goes. Uh, sure, sure, Al. Only, only I never accompanied a ghost before. Oh, nothing to it. Hit it, Irving. Swanee, how I love you, how I love you, my dear old Swanee. I'd give the world to be back with the folks in the D-I-X. Even though my mammy is waiting for me, praying for me down by the... Stop! Stop! That's enough. Mr. Brinderman has fainted. Oh, my goodness. Like I told you, you ain't heard nothing yet. Well, I guess the word got to Johnny Carson about what happened Monday in the rehearsal hall. Because the next day, Lee Lormer calls me and asks me to come over and advise her about signing a contract with NBC. How about that? I'm in the agent business again. After the legal beagle took off, Lee and I have a cold one and relax. For me, there's nothing left to do except tune in on the Carson Show the next Friday night and watch the biggest surprise in the history of showbiz. But Lee is getting nervous now, and she's got a lot of questions. You know, this is not the kind of thing I ever really wanted to do at all. I don't need this kind of publicity. What do you mean? You're going to have everyone in the country after you to bring back their loved ones. But it doesn't work that way. The deceased party has to want to come through. And there's something else. What's that? Remember I told you that all the spirits of people are like... are like switchboards that I can plug into? Yeah. But it's not always perfect. I mean, I can't be sure where in a life I... Listen, honey. You're batting a thousand so far. All you got to do is bring Jolie in sharp and clear next Friday when they tape the Carson show and you got it made. Well, whoever's handling publicity for NBC really pulls out all the stops. I'm sure you've seen and heard those cute little ten-second teaser promos. The one that go, Johnny has the strangest guest in or out of the world coming Monday. They leak a little information to the trades, and boy, I'm busy fielding phone calls from everywhere. Meanwhile, we got meetings. 
Meetings with the producer, meetings with the director, meetings even with the music arranger who's going nuts because we don't know what Jolson might want to sing. And Miss Stone, <laughs> Miss Stone, she's got to have a meeting too. Actually, we want to have all the loose ends tied up before we tape. Now there's the question of payment. After is willing to have Jolson's fee paid to a charitable organization if he'll designate one. I mean, assuming there's no use for money in, uh, on the other... Oh, well, I guess that's silly. I'm sorry, we've never had a guest who wasn't living. Yeah, well, it's all new to me, too, Miss Stone. Oh, and Mr. Brenderman sent me a mail. Uh, to be Brenderman? Sure that's the guy who fainted? Yes. He's worried that Mr. Jolson might sing Old Black Joe. He feels that would possibly be offensive to black viewers. I mean, in view of the lyrics to the song, so could we, uh... I mean, if you're in touch with Mr. Jolson before we take yeah, the I'll, huge... I'll try to get word to him. Great. Now, uh, what else was there? Oh, now, this is super important. We can't have him doing a number in blackface. I mean, for obvious reasons. I get the feeling there's no burnt cork in heaven, or wherever he comes from. Well, that's another thing. Johnny is going to have representatives from three faiths on hand to witness Jolson's appearance and offer commentary after he, uh dematerializes? Sort of like uh, Eric Severide after a political talk? I wouldn't know. That's on CBS. Now, the last thing I have here is a bio on Jolson. Would you check it with him to see if it's accurate? Look, Miss Wood, I may not be talking to him again until I kick the bucket. Why don't you let me read what you got? Mm-hmm. Born at St. Petersburg, Russia in 1886. Named Asa Jolson. Yeah, that's correct. Died in 1950 following a tour of Korea entertaining American servicemen. Yeah, that's right. His dad was a cantor in a synagogue. We have that. And he started singing when he was just a little kid. No, we didn't have that. No, wait, let me write that down. Sounds like you're going to do kind of a eulogy. Well, we're going to treat this thing with plenty of dignity. You know, I don't think Jolie would want it that way. He was no stuffed shirt, you know. He was one fun-loving guy. Oh, and Ed McMahon had a wonderful idea. Now, can we get Mr. Jolson to close by singing the anniversary song? Uh, oh, you mean, uh, oh, how we danced on the night. Yes, yes, for the sentimental impact. Well, I don't know. Like I say, if he comes through before the show, I can ask him. Well, that's all I have. Thank you so much, Mr. Caesar. And we're holding two tickets for you. Well, finally, Friday night arrives, and Lee Lorimer and me are in a special guest lounge, just the two of us. It's about 15 minutes before showtime, and I'll admit it, I'm sweating. Well, there goes the warm-up. Mr. Caesar, I'm scared. Yeah, join the club. I've never tried to go into a trance under these conditions. Well, just remember, they're taping this. It's not live. Maybe I should have tried to ignore Mr. Jolson. <laughs> he was always a pretty tough guy to ignore. I... Look... What if I can't do it? Hey, don't start that now. There are so many variables. Tell you what you ought to do. Make your contact right now. No. No, I couldn't hold it that long. I could knock myself out. Just to sort of be sure that Al is ready. Well, maybe I should. All right. I'll get the lights. I'm ready. I'm ready for Al... Jolson. Come in, Mr. Jolson. Please, Mr. Jolson. Hey, what do we got here? Who's this taking shape? Hey, so what am I doing here? Where am I? 
It's a kid. Get out of here, kid. Hey, Lee, snap out of it. You got the wrong guy. Lee. Hey, I'm scared. What do you want? What do you want? Where am I? Oh, no, no. She got the wrong guy. What's your name, kid? Hey, Sir Jonathan. Okay, folks, backstage, please. Five minutes to take. Hey, sir. We don't want you. I mean, we do want you. But we want you in about 25 years. After you've changed your name to Al Jolson. So that's why I'm a little low tonight, Pally, to tell you the truth. That is, without a doubt, the biggest cock and bull story I ever heard. Thanks. I mean, that's a crock. You want another beer? Nah. I'll be right back. Time to turn on Carson. Forget it. Forget it? Why? Tonight's the night we were going to be on. They scrubbed the taping when they found out we couldn't produce Al Jolson. So tonight, it's just a rerun. In a minute, the names of tonight's players and a scene or two from next week's Crisis. Tonight, Crisis presented You Ain't Heard Nothing Yet. Featuring John Roder as Irving Caesar, Lee Posh as Lee Morimer, Pat French as Shirley Stone, and as Al Jolson, Mr. Russ Money. Script and production by yours truly, Jim French. Our engineer is Carney Barton, and the program is produced at Audio Recording Incorporated in Seattle. Join us at this same time next Thursday night when the Golden West Radio Network again presents... Crisis.